Well, although currently illegal here in Australia, parents may be one step closer to choosing the sex of their unborn babies. A new technique, which separates sperm into male and female chromosomes, has been found to be 80% effective at producing the desired offspring. But some authorities are worried the technology could be adapted in the future, allowing mums and dads to hand-pick particular traits, such as skin, hair or eye colour. Yeah, it comes as a recent survey found one in three people would consider using gene editing technology to make their future child smarter. But should we be allowed to play God? And what are the ethics around so-called designer babies? We welcome back obstetrician, gynaecologist and fertility specialist Dr Joseph Scroy, live from Melbourne. Good morning to you, Doc. Good morning. Uh, sex selection prohibited in Australia except if the baby is at risk of inheriting some sort of serious medical condition. So can you explain the current rules and restrictions for us? Yeah, so certainly we're all governed here in Australia by the National Medical and Research Institute that basically states that we can only do gender selection where we know that there'll be an impact to the quality of life of a child based on a certain gender. So there are some certain genetically inherited conditions that will maybe affect males more than the females. And in that regard, we can obviously offer genetic uh, screening for specific gender selection in that, in that respect only, uh, not for family balance as it is uh, uh, certainly appropriate in other countries around the world. So here it's very strict that there's only four inherited genetically conditions. OK, Doctor, so some Australians want those regulations reviewed and lifted. Do you see the laws changing anytime soon? Look, I know that the, the council has reviewed this and has said that in Australia we're not at a, a stage where we think that it's an appropriate thing to do. And every doctor and every clinician, every ethicist and certainly people in Australia all have their own differing opinions. And, and my feeling would be that if we're going to consider gender selection for family balancing, then we need to be very certain of putting in control mechanisms and allowing for, you know, a, a look and to see what happens to the social norms and any disturbance to the social environment that's, that happens as a result of this. So you talk about family balancing and that might be where a couple has four girls and they want a boy or five boys and they want a girl. A lot of Aussies are heading overseas where this technology is legal. So why is it legal overseas and not here? And how much are they paying for that privilege, I guess? Yeah, so it's legal overseas partly because of legislation and, of course, you know, just a, 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 a law that allows for gender selection to happen in other countries doesn't mean it necessarily should happen here in Australia. But there are certainly couples who are travelling overseas in order to aid themselves having gender selection. And one can understand that if you've had three boys and you're desperate to have a girl, then um, giving them the opportunity perhaps to select for a female is a benefit to them from a gender balance perspective. Otherwise, they might not have a child at all. So some couples are choosing to go to places like the United States and can pay in excess of 20,000 USD, so American dollars, in order to undertake fertility treatment there, notwithstanding the costs of obviously travelling over to the US as well. OK, can we get the crystal ball out? You probably don't like doing this because um, there's so much science around it, but uh, how long will it be until we have the opportunity to pick things like hair colour or height and intelligence, for instance? Well, I hope we never do. Um, I, I, my personal perspective is that, you know, we shouldn't be tampering with uh, human evolution too much. I mean, IVF is wonderful in being able to provide couples, women, same-sex couples and, and single women, the opportunity to have children that they may not otherwise have uh, been able to have because of 
genuine fertility concerns. But I think, you know, where we start to step over the boundaries of playing God and impacting on the quality of life uh, in terms of, you know, selecting for certain traits, I don't think that's appropriate. I think where we should limit uh, what we do in terms of um, cha- any any changes to the genetic code would be to limit the, uh, the the inherited diseases and the suffering of offspring in the future, which we currently do at the moment. So we do offer IVF with pre-implantation genetic testing of embryos to exclude a multitude of disorders such as cystic fibrosis and spinal muscular atrophy. And where we know that we can prevent disease and suffering, as we do in regular life, when you've got a heart attack or when you've got asthma, we try to prevent those attacks. Well, then I think that's highly appropriate. When we're starting to manipulate genes for certain traits, whether they be hair colour, eye or intelligence, I think we're playing playing with uh, the hand of fire. Given the fact that uh, just the, the sex selection, uh, you can get that overseas, say, in places, maybe some states in America, do you see that increased pressure, therefore, on Australia? We do tend to follow suit sometimes from what's happening in the US. Do you see that there is going to be greater pressure for that to happen here? Yeah, there's certainly greater pressure. And there's a voice of, uh, you know, many people who are asking for it as well. I think, you know, we are evolving in the way that we think about these things. And I think there will be a consensus that will be reached at some point in time. We do need to look at what that means in terms of whether it's gender selection purely for balancing out a family or whether it's gender bias. And so mm. one could argue that if we don't, we're not paying, we're not, we're not getting taxpayer funded money for gender selection. So people are paying it on their own where there's not a reason resource uh, implication in terms of the taxpayer and also the government and where couples have had two children and they may not otherwise have a third child and they're only doing it for the purposes of having a female well one could argue that possibly that's the right thing to do but you know I don't think I should be the one making those decisions it should be a collective um, a consensus amongst a group of individuals whether it be the consumers which are patients or alternatively the medical profession as well all right doc we appreciate your time this morning thanks for joining us My pleasure. Thank Thank you, Tom.